Hello, and welcome to Harmony UK. For the second edition of this podcast dedicated to the world of British barbershop harmony singing, you join me in a corner of Greenwich in south-east London. Why? Because it was here at the Albany Arts Centre at the end of 2015 that Britain's newest men's barbershop chorus was formed, and they're taking shape right now behind these doors. Let's go in. They call themselves Meantime Chorus, and we'll be hearing about their ambitions and asking what it takes to start a brand new chorus from scratch. Also in this edition, the cost of competing abroad. Individuals who are probably going to have to spend the best part of £2,000 each just for a just for, for one week. The Great Western Chorus explains why it regretfully had to pull out of international competition in Nashville. And we'll ask how other barbershop groups are battling to pay the bills. We'll be talking to three contest judges about what they do and hearing about a change in the performance category. It means that we will be paying more attention to people who are able to produce an authentic and much more natural presentation or performance of the music that is recognisable by any musicians from any genre. And celebrating 40 years of ladies' barbershop in Britain, we've a rendezvous with the Lab's Beacon of Harmony. It's all about clubs getting together and singing a few songs and we hope that the public will enjoy it as well. Uh, We're hoping that... um, You know, it will spread the word of barbershop, really. All that to come in the next 35 minutes. But first... 7 o'clock, Greenwich Mean Time, a Thursday night here in Deptford, which means rehearsal night for Mean Time Chorus. We're in a small, bright rehearsal room. No risers yet, but warming up here are nine seasoned barbershoppers, including three of the founding members. My paddles keen and bright, flashing with silver, follow the one which fight it did and swing. I'm Lawrence, I'm the chairman of Meantime Chorus. I'm Simon, I'm the musical director. And I'm Jacob, and I'm the secretary. We all come from the University of Bristol Barbershop Singers, or Tubbs, um, where we all met, which was a kind of big a cappella group which sang mostly barbershop, both mixed and separate men and women. From that came lots of quartets and smaller groups. All four members of um, Park Street are in the chorus as well, Simon being the bass and RMD, which is lovely. Um, We also have sung with the GWC in the past as well. Um, we competed with them last year. So you're all extremely experienced. Four of you are gold medal winners. Simon, as MD, what is this chorus all about? It's trying to create a new chorus in this country that is really trying to take all categories of music to a, a new level. We're looking at really trying to stretch every genre that we possibly can and take all of our technique that we work on to each um, genre. Um, we've done a couple of barbershoppy things, a couple more spiritually things, something sort of very sort of King Singer styly. We, we might even be looking at a little bit of Talis soon in the next couple of weeks. So, do you identify then as essentially a barbershop chorus, or is it is it something more, something rather different from? We we identify as a barbershop chorus. That's our main drive musically but we don't want to stick to just that we want to make sure that actually we're using influences from all genres of music to help us get better at barbershop and everything really and do you have a particular role model for this 
we absolutely love Westminster Chorus from uh, America. They have really shown that they can sing any style absolutely perfectly, and that's kind of really our sort of goal, really, is to be able to sing everything with the sort of top techniques that we can use. In this game of Westminster Chorus singing David Harrington's arrangement of What Kind of Fool Am I? A song Meantime Chorus is planning to include in its own repertoire. So, big ambitions, but these are early days. How hard is it or how easy is it to, to establish a chorus right from scratch? I mean, some people would, would look at this and think, you're mad. I think we're, we're rather relishing the challenge. As we saw, we saw an opportunity to start a new chorus in London and Simon had a very clear um, image of what he wanted and a clear musical direction and a drive, which is, which is really great. And Simon's definitely brought that to meantime. So although it is a small chorus and it may remain a small chorus for some time, we're, we're just being patient and kind of slowly building in size. But we, we saw an opportunity to kind of start a chorus of a, a certain standard that we could grow at that standard um, and kind of hopefully aim to become one of the top choruses in the country. It's a lot, it's a huge ambition and a, and a tremendous ambition. Some people would say, though, if, you, if you're looking to sing and you live in London, there are dozens, perhaps hundreds of choirs and choruses of all sorts, all styles uh, that you could join. And some of those are pretty darn good. It, it, it's actually quite difficult in London to stand out, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is. Well, I, I find it very hard to find a chorus myself. If you want to sing Barbershop, um, there's, there's a, a handful of options um, in London. And I think the, the fact that we sing of various genres of music um, is quite appealing. But also I think um, you know, people just come along to meantime, experience what we kind of do in rehearsals, the standard that we're singing at. Um, it's quite accessible. Um, at the same time, having a, a lot of fun and you know, feeling like you're part of a group that's actually singing at a really high quality. Um, and you kind of hit the ground running as well. Um, we think it you know, will appeal to lots of people. So hopefully lots of people will come along. Long called lonely. If, if, if those could be long and lonely, then we'll, we'll ha- it would have that Chris sound, that right, Chris Chris <laughs> choral sound that we're after in this one. Let's try it from the beginning again. Let's have a long first note. Okay, here we go. Here's three, four, one. Sun, sun, sun. One of the things that interested me listening to your rehearsals in the first half was the fact that you referenced Westminster Chorus as a wonderful chorus, a uh, huge American chorus, and yet the sound that you're aiming for is, is, is very English, isn't it? There were, there were times when you, you vaguely reminded me of Noel Coward when you were telling them how to sing out front there. <laughs> um, the, the, the particular song we've just done, um, Here Comes the Sun, we're really aiming for a very uh, English sound, actually, in that one. 
very much so. Just because it, the, just the style of the arrangement, it just really feels like a sort of King Singer's song to me, and I feel it should be sung that way, just because of the way, and it seems to work sort of musically that way. Whereas other times in other songs, we've got a completely different um, approach, um, sort of stylistically, and that's that's what we want to do. We want to be able to change that really easily, but still keep the basics of our um, technique exactly the same. If you had to advise other people who are trying to start choruses or thinking about starting a chorus in an area of the country where there isn't one, what would be the top piece of advice you would give them at the moment? Well, I think here's one of our driving feelings, is that it is much easier to grow an excellent chorus than to improve a large chorus, that you should go into it knowing what you want from the chorus, knowing the style and the standard and what you hope to do with it and then just keep pushing that and grow, even if very slowly, and include more members who are interested in the same thing, rather than just attempting to get a very large chorus. Amazing Grace, as sung by Meantime Chorus. And my thanks to Jacob Spencer, Lawrence Hassan and Simon Arnott, the Secretary, Chairman and MD of the new club, for their time and hospitality. You'll find more details on their Facebook page at facebook.com slash meantimechorus. Now from a brand new men's chorus to one which has scaled the musical heights. The great Western Chorus of Bristol on stage at Llandidno last May with their gold medal winning performance which included a joyfully entertaining parody of the barbershop contest style. It was their third Babs gold medal in eight years. Great Western have been getting rather used to representing the UK at international competitions. So it was a shock in January when the chorus announced that regretfully they were having to pull out of the 2016 internationals in Nashville. On the line from Bristol, I spoke to the chairman of the Great Western Chorus, Richard Asprey, and I asked him what had gone wrong. We had always estimated that the cost of flights, accommodation, registration and travel, etc., were probably going to be somewhere in the region of 1,300 to £1,500. So, you know, looking at taking a chorus of 50, 55, let's say, you're in uh, the, the total of around seventy to, to £80,000. We had hoped that we could raise a significant portion of that and keep the personal contribution down to, you know, a reasonably low level, £250, £300. But as the true costs became known in terms of flights, accommodation, etc. The total we were going to have to raise per person was starting to approach £1,600, £1,650. And of course, that doesn't include things like, you know, food, entertainment, show tickets, travel insurance, etc. Individuals were probably going to have to spend the best part of £2,000 each just for a just for, for one week. Um, and I think that, coupled with our fundraising, uh, which wasn't going to uh, reach the elements that we, or the, the levels that we had first hoped, meant that the personal contribution um, was going to rise from 250 
to 300 pounds to probably three times that, you know, 758, 800 pounds, something of that order. And then I think the final factor uh, was that the uh, just the unfortunate fact that the dollar uh, is very strong against the pound at present. And of course, that just makes everything you spend in America that much more expensive. Of course, so yeah. I'm afraid that the, yeah, the management team just had to take the, the decision and, and put it to the, the chorus members that uh, unfortunately um, it was it was just going to be too expensive to take you know a viable and balanced chorus across to America, uh, which would do ourselves and, and indeed Babs uh, justice on the on the international stage. I would imagine that when you take a decision like that, I mean, I won't ask you how disappointed you are, because I think we can probably all imagine just how disappointed you are. It's been a huge frustration and disappointment to, to, to us all, John. But it must also mean that you have some, some re-evaluation of, of, of what the chorus is going to do and, 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 and how the chorus's year is going to go, doesn't it? Well, we, we, we've still got a, you know, a, a busy year planned. We've got a joint show that we're doing with Vale Harmony, uh, Pershaw, and we've still got a couple of key coaching weekends. And I presume we, we will still be seeing you at Babs, won't we, in May? Oh, very much so. No, no, thoroughly looking forward to that event uh, in May in, in, in Harrogate. And uh, you'll, you'll get to see quite a lot of us, I think, because we're on the evening show on the Friday. It will be Mike Warming on the Saturday at the start of the chorus contest. It will be Mike Cooling, of course, at the end of the, of the contest. And there may be some other opportunities during the day to assist uh, Babs and some of the guest quartets in providing, hopefully, a, a fantastic uh, convention event. And we've got a very exciting programme of songs, which will hopefully showcase um, the variety, uh, the entertainment, uh, and our overall uh, motto of, of fun singing well. Richard, we wish you all the best, and uh, good to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. No, John, well, it's been a delight, and we look forward to uh, entertaining many people uh, at Harrogate in May. Uh, and again, we're just really grateful for all the people out there that have supported the Great Western Chorus of Bristol. And, you know, for, for those that have supported us and been very generous in saying we can keep hold of uh, the money they've raised for us, that's fantastic. And I know we're going to have something out on our website very soon for those um, that will be uh, seeking some form of, of reimbursement. So, again, just keep an eye on our, our Facebook and our website uh, for further details. But we're really grateful for everybody's um, kind words and support. Richard Asprey of the Great Western Chorus of Bristol. And since we spoke, those details he was talking about have been posted on the Chorus Facebook page. Well, every year, several British barbershop choruses and quartets are faced with the prospect of raising enough money to cross the Atlantic and compete against the world's best. One chorus due to take to the stage in Las Vegas later this year is Vocal Dimension, a Sweet Adeline's chorus who meet each week at Reigate in Surrey. Here they are, recorded at a recent concert in West London. Vocal Dimension, singing the Christina Perry song A Thousand Years in a Valentine's Day gig organised by West London's Capital Chorus, at which another of our international competitors, the men's quartet Tagline, also appeared. Well, as I was there too singing in the Capital Chorus bass section, I took the opportunity to ask both groups how they went about their fundraising. 
You'll hear from Chris Longworthy and Rob Foote, lead and Barry with tagline, and from Vocal Dimension, two of the founders, Emma Duguid and first, Emma Riley. All sorts of ways, so uh, proper raffles, uh, small donations, individual donations, getting match funding from people's works, doing balls or quiz and chips like we're going to do next week. Um, We've got a show coming up. All sorts of different uh, opportunities are out there to try and raise some money. And you've got a chorus of about 30 people, haven't you, all together? I think it's we're about 38 now. 38? Yes, so we've gone up a little in size. So how much does it cost? Well, it depends where you go. Um, for Baltimore, our flights were around the £5.50 mark. For Las Vegas, they're more around the 650 sometimes 700 depending on how you get there. So and that's just flights. Then you've got registrations on top for each person, and, of course, everybody has to fund their own hotel. So we decided, the same as we did last time, we would try and fund as much possible of our flights, and we would definitely, as a chorus, raise enough to make sure that we pay for the registrations. And then we would do as much as we could on top of that, but everybody else then has to unfortunately chip in for their own. Rob and Chris from Tagline, is, is it different with a quartet after all? I mean, to start with, there's only four of you to get across there. I think it's a lot easier to fund a quartet going up because if we do... When we went to Las Vegas in 2014, we did a couple of fundraising gigs and I think we probably raised, raised about £1,500 in total from, from those two gigs. So it meant that, that that money was getting split four ways instead of having to cover 30 people. Mm. Do they allocate hotels? Is there any argument about where you stay? I think um, they ask if we can stay in a, in a convention a hotel for sure. Um, the, the price for that is fixed. Um, it, it's often a five-star hotel, so it's really good value. But then for 10 days, and, and we get a discount, I think, a little discount mm. as, you know, as, as, as we're seeing at International. But even so, it is very, very, very expensive I think for it's sure. A, it's a bit different for us as we compete as a youth or collegiate quartet because we, we're not bound by the same rules that quartets like Reckless are in the main competition or the choruses. So we, I don't think we specifically have to stay in an official convention hotel, which means we can save a lot of money finding somewhere mm. cheaper. Uh, that's what BHS does. What about Sweet Adelines? How do they how do they treat you when you go across? Do they do they allocate you accommodation or do you get to choose? Yeah, they do, and you can um, request. Um, you can put a first, second, and third choice. But with Las Vegas, everyone's under the same roof, so actually everyone's got the same hotel, hotel costs. Um, in Baltimore, we got a, we chose three middle of the road price hotels. Um, actually, location was more important for us, um, given past experiences. Um, we wanted to be as close as we could to the venue, so we chose um, the hotels that were the most convenient location um, but we were lucky in that we got a hotel that was within our within our budget it, it, it occurs to me it must be a, a big strain though on family finances when spouses children partners and so on hear that you're going for the third time first time they might be wonderfully supportive but by, by the third time they might think well actually there may be some other things that are also quite important Quite possibly, and perhaps we'll ask that question when we do manage to go for a third time. <laughs> Certainly I know that some people are, are very concerned and very conscious of how much it's going to cost to go to Las Vegas because it is a more expensive location than Baltimore was. Its hotel costs are more, the food costs more, but there are ways to try and help that. And you obviously do room sharing. You know, Four in a room is uh, fun and a lot more uh, economic, so it's, it's a choice to make as to whether you do that kind of thing or not. Is there something the wider barbershop community in this country could do to, to, to help uh, its, its choruses and its quartets with all the expense of doing this, do you think? Uh, I think that's a tricky question because I think 
ultimately it's a hobby that people choose to do so they are really choosing to um, and obviously we're fortunate to be a very successful chorus and have that chance to go to international so that's a choice that every member in our chorus has made that they want to be part of this um, and I guess we're just lucky that so many of our members are able to go to, to Vegas yes it's a challenge for some but I think the reward at the end of it is um, huge so I think people are willing to, to sacrifice a few things every now and then Emma Duguid from Vocal Dimension discussing the costs of competing abroad with Emma Riley, also from Vocal Dimension, and taglines Rob Foote and Chris Longworthy. And speaking of fundraising, Rob and Chris tell me that Tagline will be in the studio over Easter, recording their first ever CD. You can order yours on the Tagline Quartet website, and copies will be available for the princely sum of £10 at Babs Convention in May. So, let's remind ourselves of the sort of thing that you might expect. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away, up and away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in Far Bombay. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away, let's get away. Come fly with me, let's float down to Peru. It's food for you. Come fly with me. Let's take off in the blue. Off in the blue. Once I get There you go, music by Jimmy Van Heusen, lyric Sammy Khan, arrangement Kevin Keller, and the voices of Tagline singing Come Fly With Me. Good luck to them with the new disc. Uh, CDs by other quartets and choruses will, I'm sure, also be available. And don't forget that it's always good to hear your comments, thoughts, and suggestions about this podcast. Uh, You can leave a message on our Harmony UK podcast Facebook page, tweet at Harmony UK Pod, or send us an email. The address... HarmonyUKPod at gmail.com. The train of platform 8 is the 0946 London Midland service to Crewe. Now, this next item is the result of a suggestion uh, after the last podcast. Perhaps the biggest event of the year for most barbershoppers is the annual convention held by Babs or Labs or Sweet Adelines. It's where we go to sing and to have fun, but also to compete in choruses and quartets against one another for prizes, for medals, and for recognition of the efforts and the improvements we've made as singers over the past year. But what of the people who judge those competitions? How do they go about it? How do they train? And what are they looking for from us? Well, it's thanks to Rhiannon Owens-Hall, the MD of the Cluid Clippers, who suggested a feature on judges. And so I'm off to the West Midlands, where a group of Babs and Labs judges are meeting this weekend for a training session. I'm Mike Taylor, and I'm the singing category director for Babs. And I'm Paul Davis. I'm the assistant category director of the music category in Babs, the British Association of Barbershop Singers. My name's Alison Zalofsky. I'm the category director for the performance category in the Ladies Association of Barbershop Singers. So in performance, we're we're looking holistically at um, at how you deliver a barbershop song or how you deliver any song, really, and bring that song alive to the audience. We're looking at vocal aspects, so we encompass some elements of singing. Um, We're looking at the visual aspects, so about how you present yourself, how you use your faces and bodies to energise yourself through the performance. 
performance and and holistically how you move the audience to feel about that song what you feel about that song so how you can actually take your audience on a journey with you and help them to get a really satisfying experience out of out of your music making and paul and mike you look after music and singing respectively <clears throat> what do you add to that what we add to it yeah, in, oh, in your categories yes yes well in the music category i mean we're principally responsible um, for judging the, would you believe, the musicality of the performance, and in particular for its suitability to the barbershop style. And the style does have quite distinctive characteristics uh, uh, about it that um, all, the, all the categories are judging to some extent. Music looks very much at the musical theory behind it all and the musical effects that the performer is creating on stage. You'd think that singing would be pretty obvious, but there must be more to it than, than, than immediately meets the eye. No, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? You know, <laughs> and I, you, uh, coming to singing last, it's definitely sort of uh, foremost. It's a singing hobby, and, and, and we're very interested uh, in the singing category and uh, how people make artistic choices about how they sing in, in the barbershop style. So we're looking for things like, you know, are they singing in tune? Are they singing as a unit? Are they singing with appropriate vocal quality? And you add those things together, and you get the magic in barbershop, which is the expansion of sound and the expansion quality which is that ringing quality that it's not unique to barbershop but it's it's really the essence of barbershop and and finally we look at how that comes together and how people use vocal expression to put the whole thing together as a singing artistic unit and that's what we're looking for in the singing category i guess the question that every chorus every quartet will want answered is when they go onto that stage when they step on and and that they're, they're eyeballing you and you're eyeballing them what are the first things you're looking for in the first two or three bars that will really make a quartet or a chorus stand out? Well, it's, uh, it's a very good question. And, and indeed, uh, for, for Alison, you know, it begins even <clears> before <throat> they open their mouths. And, you know, but for us, too, we're looking for them to come on stage uh, with confidence and to, to show that they want to deliver a successful, uh, artistic, uh, well-sung performance. But if they come on and, and, and show us that they're not confident in what they're going to do, we can sometimes put down a pretty good guess of what they're going to score before they open their mouths. <clears throat> Alison. Very true. Um, in those few moments when you step onto stage, it's your opportunity to establish a rapport with your audience straight away. And the audience is very canny at knowing whether you are coming on timidly and apologetically compared to people who are confident and competent in what they're doing and they're coming on to entertain you with something that is polished and competent and is going to be truly enjoyable. And as Mike says, we can judge that very very quickly within the first impression that they make on you as they come onto the the stage and the way that they stand um, and then the first few bars of music that they sing. And how easy is it to be objective I wonder because I'm just wondering if you if a chorus comes on and you say well I've seen this lot over the past four or five years middle order middle ranking probably a middling performance can you put all that to the back of your mind when they take the stage each time? A judge who's very much more experienced than me once said, no, actually, you can't. You bring your expectations to the stage. What we're looking for is, um, is to have our expectations um, fulfilled or smashed, depending on what they might be. But we do make a very great um, effort to judge the performance as seen. And, and that's part of the kind of training within the judging community is to, is to develop that analytical side of your brain and that objective side of your brain that says you're, you're viewing a performance with a fresh eye 
notwithstanding the fact that, as Mike has already said, you do bring your lifetime of experience to the judging table with you when you view any performance. Yes, there's there's no denying that uh, what's called the halo effect does exist. If you have an outstandingly good group with a terrific uh, history to them, yes, one's expectations are high. But as Alison says, our training revolves around starting from scratch and judging what we see and giving a mark to the performance as it happened on the day in the air. We're now coming up to 2016. You're all experienced judges. How different is what you're doing now to what the original preservers of Barbershop in the United States would have done 75, nearly 80 years ago? Would, would they recognise your, your style of judging? Would they still be judging on the same criteria? Well, probably not. Going back many years, someone found an old score, a scoring sheet that has one entry in it which requires someone to time the number of seconds that a quartet was smiling on stage <laughs> and to, 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 to deduct two marks for every second over whatever it was, 20, when they weren't smiling. It has developed enormously since then and continues to do so to the point where today we, in the music category, which is rather famous for... for dishing out penalty scores and and negatives, don't issue any penalties at all. No. Well, we do. We we can issue penalties for two things. One is musical accompaniment, and the other penalty we can award is is, um, singing the same song twice (laughs) in competition. (laughs) Alison, you're... uh, category is actually changing this year isn't it? Uh, Changing from uh, the name presentation which was Mm. very much more focused on the performer and how the performer presents a song um, and changing its name to the performance category which to my mind is very much more about the impact of that performance on the audience so a much more outward looking um, and holistic approach to how we put together our music and our presentations to actually focus on the impact on the audience and the performance on the day. Does that mean that you'll be paying less attention then to the smiley faces and the flamboyant moves in future? It means that we will be paying more attention to people who are able to produce an authentic and much more natural presentation or performance of the music that is recognisable by any musicians from any genre rather than appealing particularly to a barbershop audience who are used to a particular style of presentation. So what's driving the change? Um, it's very much an evolution that's been going on for many years. I'm going back to 2010 when the, the category school in the United States focused on the art of performance and encouraged us to look more widely at performances from different genres. And that's been an evolution that's been happening. We've been driving that in the UK um, since then and, and looking for much more holistic, natural performances. And, and hopefully within 2016, the BHS will be uh, implementing the new change in the fall season of contests and we will be very, very close behind them. Alison, Paul and Mike are three contest judges and thanks to all of them for taking the time to talk during what was a very busy weekend. What you've just heard are the edited highlights. We actually recorded around 15 minutes, uh, touching on other subjects including how judges are recruited and whether rising standards among performers would lead to a change in scoring. Now, if you'd like to hear that whole unedited discussion, uh, then you'll find a link on the Harmony UK podcast page on Facebook. If you're not a Facebook user, then type the words SoundCloud Harmony UK 
podcast into your search engine. Uh, that should bring up the page where we keep the podcasts and you'll be able to click on the full-length judges discussion. Well, competition may be a big part of barbershop, but it's not the only thing, of course. There's fun, friendship, taking what we do out to others, and just occasionally the chance to make a little history, which is what's happening here at the Blue Water Shopping Centre today. We've got a beacon of harmony that's going around the country as part of our 40th anniversary celebrations and we're here in Blue Water to meet up with Green Street Blues to hand the scroll over, having signed it, and then we're going to have a a bit of a sing as well and um, enjoy some friendship and harmony. You know, Labs is 40 years old this year um, and it was felt that this was something that the whole of the membership could get involved with. That's Rita Wood. She's the membership director of the Ladies' Association of British Barbershop Singers and she also sings with Colchester's Chorus Iceni, who took possession of the Beacon of Harmony a week ago on its long and circuitous route around the UK. Today they're passing it on here at the Blue Water Shopping Centre beside the M25 in Kent. Tell us a bit about the Beacon. the idea where did it come from well it was one of our ladies in in the association came up with the idea they thought about the olympic torch going around the country and thought that perhaps this might be something that we could do for labs um so that all the clubs were involved in some way one way or another whether they're going to be at convention or not and it seems to have been working well so far um so we have a scroll each club signs it and it'll be there on display in harrogate in october and you say scroll does it does it look a little bit special Yes, it does, I think. Yes, yes, I'm, I'll know more when I've actually seen it. <laughs> Which I hope will be very soon. <laughs> they tell me it's got a tag on it to learn. Yes, well. it has, yes, but um, we unfortunately haven't learnt it, so <laughs> we won't be able to sing that one today. Well, look, tell us, tell us what it means to a, to, to a chorus like Iceni actually having this scroll, this beacon of harmony with you for a couple Well, it of weeks. makes us feel very much part of labs, um, which is what the board have been trying to do, engagement of, the, of everybody in the association, and it's a chance for us to get together as a chorus and have a little bit of singing, a little bit of shopping, a little bit of lunch with the girls, and it means that we can meet up with another chorus and make some more new friends. Well, tell us about what's happening this morning then at Blue Water. Okay, well, this morning we're meeting, we're all meeting together here, and then we're going to be taken to um, the Upper Mall um, outside the House of Fraser, and where we're going to hand the scroll over, and chorus I've seen, they're going to sing one song, Green Street Blues are going to sing one song, and then we're going to sing one song together that we both know. We're hoping that some of the people will stop by and listen and see what we're all about, and perhaps we might be able to do a little bit of recruiting as well. Jan Holt from Green Street Blues. And what part do you sing? A bass. And I'm Meryl Chatfield and I sing tenor. We're the ones on the receiving end of Green Street Blues. We pass it over next Tuesday, which is our normal rehearsal night, and we pass it over to Velvet Harmony from Bromley. We're having an evening with them. Looking forward to that. So what does it mean? Tell us about this evening that you've got planned. 
Well, it's, a, it's more of this get-together, isn't it? It's all about clubs getting together and singing a few songs, hopefully something together and then perhaps doing something on our own uh, to show what we're doing. And we hope that the public will enjoy it as well. Uh, we're hoping that, um, you know, it will spread the word of barbershop, really. And from the reaction of shoppers, the two choruses seem to be making a pretty good impression. It's very good, very good. I really enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, they're lovely, aren't they? They sound beautifully. What do you think? Very good. Very good. Very good. Not tempted to have a go yourself by any chance? Oh, I think so, yeah. Sounds very good. Perhaps that could be a new recruit, but after a song from each chorus, the moment for which they've come together. The scroll, the beacon of harmony, is taken from its jet black case embossed with glitter and tied with a red, white and blue ribbon. It's unfurled and handed from Chorus Iceni to Green Street Blues. Then, as arranged, the two choruses come together for a final song. A great song, Lazy Days, concluding this second Harmony UK podcast. Thanks very much for your company. We spent much of this edition in London and the South East, but for our next one, I'm heading north to Harrogate for all the fun and excitement of the annual convention of the British Association of Barbershop Singers. It's the biggest gathering of barbershoppers anywhere outside of North America. And if you're going, then I do hope our paths will cross. In the meantime, let's end this podcast with more wonderful sounds from Green Street Blues and Chorus Iceni, recorded at Blue Water. And the last word, well, that goes to one of the leads from Chorus Iceni, a lady called Fran. Oh, it's lovely. It's so exhilarating. And, and getting together with another chorus as well, it's so bonding. And uh, when we see each other at convention, we all sing together. So, you know, the, the atmosphere is wonderful.